Blog Talk Radio. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Breaking Chains' new show, History Talk, with Dr. LaVert Kemp. So turn the broadcast up and let's break chains in our history.
It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. Uh, good evening, everyone. On last week, we I had the privilege of talking to you about the start of mankind, the origin of mankind. And what we did, we looked at the beginning of mankind back to Australopithecus. And we were talking about uh, fossils found, cells of all humans have theoretical common ancestors. This woman known as mitochondrial chondra Eve lived between 100 and 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring fell in the past on the mitochondrial DNA. As a result, now this is your scholars who are talking about this. They are telling you, and they're not black, they're white scholars, they're saying that the DNA result comes to all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her within her DNA and that of her peers exists. All the genetic variations, meaning meaning the Asians and others that when they left out of Africa, you they have a genetic marker that traces back to Africa. So when uh, oftentimes the people don't look like you, a mitochondrial DNA, it would go back to Africa. See, in uh, contemporary humans today, since this lady, which they call Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically forming distinct ethnic groups that we see today. And it's all come from this lady called Eve. Now, even later on, they found a, a man, a skeleton of a man that came about maybe, they say about this man, who died about 315 years before the birth of Christ. They found the remains. That's what this man would look like. But his the DNA that he got from him matched the female. Uh, his ancestor came from the mitochondria Eve, and that he was a fisherman off the coast of southern Africa, and he was the closest genetic match to Eve. And if he's the closest genetic match to Eve, Africans are the closest genetic match to the beginning. Now, they found uh, his, 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 his bones, where they were able to get DNA from, is called St. Saint Helena Saint Bay in South Africa by archaeologist named Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. This young, this man was that young. He was about fifty, and he was the first ancestor of human, the cradle of human, to have the DNA that they were able to sequence and find out that people, no matter if you're in Europe or Asia, anyway, we all have that DNA. Different hypotheses have, uh, and theories have surface about why we look different. Some say we left a, a warm, hot climate and went up 
in the northern part of Europe and other parts, and uh, the melanin changed and other things like that. But we know that that was a dispersion, and as they stated earlier, that it came in a different than the population of the humans that they drifted apart genetically and formed distinct ethnic groups as as they changed their location where they live. The fact that we all came from Southern Sahara Africa, Southern Sub-Saharan Africa. Now, the DNA, and even with Lucy, they wanted to say Lucy being uh, 3.18 million years ago, that Lucy herself, how she would look, some say it was more closer to eight. But nevertheless, Lucy shows that there were humankind over a million years ago. And as this being a Christian radio show, I I, I want to just make this statement in the fact that that the Bible doesn't give a specific date. People try to use thousand years and things like that. But the Bible that I study, through the, the different degrees that I have, said in the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth. Now, as I was studying, I uh, obtained this degree. I did a study on the African Seventh in the Bible. And the Bible talks about where, how the Garden of Eden lay, where Adam and Eve was located at in the garden. Now, with Adam and Eve, they uh, often pondered why all the angels were white and why there were no blacks I ever saw growing up, white angels, everyone on the television, as we watch television and through the media, everyone was white. But yet, no one came out of that climate that was ever white. And as I began to study, because I, I wanted to know about the suffering of the people in the fight of African Americans. So in my study, I began to research the World Mark of Nations and other books. I began to do my research on the Bible and find out exactly who's who. I wanted to find out whether or not that we were a curse. And, and uh, contrary to the belief of some, that wasn't the truth, that we were a curse. Now, I would beg to tell you that the garden was in Africa and not in located over in the Middle East in Iraq. Now, this is what I'm going to say. In the chapter, second chapter of Genesis, starting at that 8 to the 15th verse, it tells us now, it tells us where the Garden of Eden is located. And through careful research, I found that both the Pashon and the Guyon River are both rivers located in Africa. Now, now, now let me explain the translation of the above scriptures. You know that Ethiopia is in the African continent. That's Genesis 10, 6 through 7. And he is the son of Ham. 
Now in Cush and Metherum and Put and Canaan were the sons of Ham. Now, 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 the son of Cush is Sheba, Havilah, Sabbatha, Rehamah, Satisha, and the son of Rehamah is Sabitha, and the son of Rehamah, Sheba, and Dedan. The region is now called, encompassed, is called Dejabuti or either Somalia or Somaliland. Now the name of the second river is the Guyon. The Guyon River is the Nile River, the same that encompassed the land of Ethiopia. As we studied a map of Africa, the African continent, possible for the Pishon or the Guyon to flow from Africa to the continent of Iraq. The third, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Pastor. And the third river they say is the Hidekia River. <laughs> and it went forth forth and the fourth river was called the Euphrates. Now I want you to understand this that the US News and many other magazines, Africa is recognized and identified as the birthplace of mankind. Now it was the Jewish historian Flavius Josephus, eleventh eleventh century a biblical commentator commentator a biblical commentator Flavius Josephus who was a eleventh century biblical commentator and Rashid both agreed that the Guyon River which departed from Eden was the Nile River. Flavius Josephus was one of the great historians you had followed and Josephus that many study dealing with the history and uh, that dealing with uh, the directions of the parts of the Garden of Eden. Rashid is called Rabbi Solomon ben Isaac, still being used by scholars even today. In studying the Bible, we should understand that the nature of the people who translated the Bible, even King James and other, these were uh, those who uh, had slaves. And we should understand that many European scholars who translated the Bible were prejudiced against Africa. They've even taken Africa, they've even taken Egypt off the Africa map of Africa as though if it's not a part of Africa. Even though in the pyramids, the artifacts and pictures show that they were Africans. You know, for this reason, many untrue statements have been made, such as the black race is a curse because of Cain. Today, many of us, we believe that we should be servants and slaves. They believe that we as a race are inferior to the right race. King James himself were the racist. Look, the injustice and prejudice of the many Bible translators, those who translated the Bible and seek the truth. Many scientists and world researchers are aware of the overwhelming evidence that Africa is the birthplace of man and the oldest bones, weapons, tools, utensils, and civilization 
are found in Africa, not Asia or Europe. Even Isaiah mentioned more than one time one river between Egypt and Ethiopia, although not mentioned by name, the Pashon is possibly mentioned as the upper branch of the Nile. Perion, uh, MacWilliam Bible Atlas, identified the Pashon as the upper branch of the Nile. It's important that we understand that if you do your study and you'll find out they have two branches of the Nile. The Nile do part out in the two. You have the Blue Nile and the White Nile. Uh, the Nile River, you know, and, and, and the Roman historian Pliny uh, spoke of Havilah in East Africa, Hastings Dictionary of the Bible, the Kishite Havilah journey from Africa to Arab Arabia. After searching the map of Africa, I found that the northern coast of Africa now, I found that the northern coast of Africa is bordered to the north by the Mediterranean Sea and the Red Sea, to the east to the Aden and the Indian Ocean, the Pashon that encompassed the whole land of Havilah, Somaliland or Somalia, could not have been located in Iraq. Neither could the Guyon, which is the Nile, which the Bible said encompassed the whole land of Ethiopia. To the east of Ethiopia is Somalia, and to the north is the Red Sea and the Gulf of Eden. To the east, Somalia is the Indian Ocean. Through the study of the World Atlas, I found that the Garden of Eden would have been located somewhere in the area of Ethiopia or Somalia. The word encompass in your Bible is used both with the Pishon and the Gion. Each one encompasses Havila, encompass which is modern day Somalia, and the other encompass Ethiopia. The Gion is now called the Nile. Webster Dictionary defines the word encompass as enclosing a line or a limit of an area or perimeter passing around. To view this retrospectively, the guy on which compasses Ethiopia is the present day Nile. The that's the Pashon. That's okay. The Pashon which encompasses the country of Havila, the present day Somalia are both in northern eastern Africa. And now we must consider the remaining river the Hidekia and the Euphrates. Now let us pay close attention to this. Before serious, with serious examination, the role of these two rivers play a key part. Let's look again at the first two. Genesis 2 and 10 tells us that a river went out to water the garden. From hence it parted and became four heads. We can establish two punts. One river out to water a garden. Part two, one river parted and became four rivers. First is the Pishon, that which encompassed the land of Havilah, which we have established the fact that the Havilah during this period covered the land that now include northeast Egypt. 
northeast Sudan and Djibouti during that period of time, though I believe it extended southward through the position of the northern Ethiopia and northeast Sudan. This would mean that the Pishon River flowed in the easterly direction toward the Red Sea or Arabia. The name of the second river is the Guyon, and this encompassed the land of Ethiopia. We have established this is the Nile, with the northern flow through present-day Egypt. I believe during this period, Ethiopia encompassed part of the Sudan and present-day Egypt. Now listen at this. This land was called Cush and later Metherum, which Cush is Ethiopia and Metherum is Egypt. Cush is the and, and Metherum's are brothers who settled present-day Egypt, which bears the name, which means black or burnt face. That's Cush. Now, they call the people of Egypt Kim or Kimites, and that means black. Some scholars have tried to, and European scholars have tried to mean it, the black land, the dirt is black. No, it meant that the people that the Kimites were the people of that country were black. Now, let's look at the last river, the third river, which is the Hidiku, which has been identified as present-day Tigris River. Those who make this assumption, I believe, are in error. Let's look at Genesis 2 and 14, which said, and the name of the third river is the Hidiku. Now, they say the Tigris River is the Hidiku. That is which goes toward the east of Assyria. This tells me that the river flowed in the easterly direction. The Tigris River, which is east of Assyria, flows parallel to the Euphrates River before meeting the Euphrates River. Flowed toward the south and the north. They flowed northward. Thus, it cannot be the Hidikia, only unless the river changed its flow. I believe this river, which ran toward the east of the Syria, ran towards and merged with the Euphrates. In the later part of Genesis, Moses tells us only the fourth river is the Euphrates. As I look at the picture, I can see one river parting and becoming and becoming four, one river forming a southern border of the garden and flowing eastward. This river is the Pishon River. This river could be lost, but I believe a portion still exists today through its original flow, changing color Atabana, which connects with the Nile in northeastern Sudan and flows eastward toward the Red Sea. I told you through research, I did a lot of different researches during getting when I was doing my master's, and this was my thesis was on this. The second river, the Guyon, was established. It is present day now. It northerly flow forms the western boundary of the garden. The third is the Hidika flow toward the east of Assyria. I believe the river was lost with the great flood. Its easterly flow carries it from its source, the Nile toward the eastern of Assyria, to the fourth river, the Euphrates. The Hidikia eastward 
flow from the northern boundary of the garden. The Euphrates, which flows easterly now, probably had more southerly flow before the flow flood and formed the easterly boundary. It's important to understand all this occurred before the flood came, and the land masses may have been together, but the description that have been given about Somalia and Havilah, this is in Africa, encompassed the land of, of Somalia, of, 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 of which, and we, which we know of Kush. Thus, the garden was circled by one river, which broke into four different heads. Now, an interesting point, at the beginning of the garden being present-day northeast Sudan, this is where what is known as the White Nile becomes the Nile. It also feeds into the Atabana at that point. That's your third river. I believe the Nile intersects and feed and fed the Hidikyu, which flowed and emptied into the Euphrates. The uh, Now, the Euphrates, the southern flow took it down to meet the Pishon. Though many may disagree with me, scientists and archaeologists agree on these points. One point that they agree, and mass that now form Africa and the Middle East were always connected. I've also did some further study, and they've seen where in the Red Sea that uh, that they, they have noticed that, that it was joined together at one time because of the way the bottom is shaped through like an earthquake or flood or something that called it to separate. There was a great flood, and the land mass was lost, and the present-day Mediterranean Sea and Red Sea and the Persian Gulf probably were formed. Now, it talks about rivers were completely lost on that course may have been altered. To go even further, we know that there was no rain falling during this period of time, during the second chapter of the book of Genesis. No rain had ever fell during that time. We are told that the garden was watered by mist each morning. Let us look at this theory. Then we can establish that the garden was encompassed, encircled by likely that the streams flowed from the river into the garden, which we know today is irrigation to keep the soil moist. This combined with the warm days and cool nights produce a morning dew, we call dew today, which when combined with the moist soil, kept the garden beautiful. The Bible tells us that the days were extremely warm because in Genesis 3 and 8 tells us that they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, probably evening. From this we see warm air absorbing moisture from the rivers, the stream, and redeposing it, keeping the garden warm and tropical. We know that dark-skinned people have always been found in warm or tropical areas. I finalize this part of this thesis of theory with the location of the garden. It is easy to establish that the Garden of Eden 
was on the continent of Africa. This is established by the creation of the garden. We look at the garden for too long as some small remote area. But for every animal to live in the garden, it had to be very, very large. Moses tells us specifically where the garden was. He tells us about the four rivers. He also tells us the land they circle, period. Thus, this land is the northeastern Africa and a portion of the Middle East, portions of Egypt, the Sudan, Ethiopia, Saudi Arabia, all of present-day Israel, Jordan, Syria, and a portion of Iraq. This would be in line with the belief that many renowned theologians who believe this sector, territory, is the same described in Revelation. We must keep in mind that a portion of what I described is now the Mediterranean Sea. Revelation 21 and 1 tells us, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth time passed away, and there was no more sea. Considering all these points, I believe my theory holds up on the location of the Garden of Eden. I, I, would, I would like to say if we would just take time to do the study and not believing what others have told us for so many years, we have been lied to and told that we didn't play any part of that it, the garden was in a certain other area. But all the time, the garden have always flowed from there. It was the Greeks. It was the Greek, and even in the, in the Latin and the Greeks, always believed that Ethiopia was called the land of the gods where there was gold and baldonium and oxygen. Option that was located there. It's, I've been told for so many years, and we have seen on, on different sections on television that everyone have been been uh, Caucasian out of that area. And we just I just gave you from millions of years ago that life originated in Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, the plains. I told you about Lucy. I told you about Eve and, and that the male, this male that they found in South Africa, St. Helena, South Africa, Helena Bay, South Africa, that 115 B.C. carries the genotype, the DNA of Eve who's supposed to be the mother, which everyone carried. But he was an African. I've also discussed that that out of that, I say we're about the mutation. I've also discussed on the first night that you could take a black child and a young black female and come up with a white child, come up with what you call an albino, no melanin, and blue eyes, but you can never find that in the DNA of white on white making a black child. And the reason is it has to come where it all started from, 
Years ago, I want to say this. Uh, I just want to put this in. Doberman pinches. I had a red Doberman. I had a, a black and tan. But out of that group, I had a blue, I had fawn, I had black and tan, and red. And the reason I'm saying that is it reached back into into our ancestry years back. It reached way back. And then for hundreds of years, you could have one of your children could take uh, a genotype of your ancestors and look like the great-great-grandfather because it's all in our DNA. It says all in our genotype. Now, there's other uh, portions that comes up with this, and that's the reason I wanted to tell you. And the other reason I wanted to talk to you tonight and doing this history because I want us to understand that we have a far history much greater than America, than a slave, a beat-down slave. We come from a people that while Europe was still in caves, we were living in houses and building thatch huts, and we were building, cooking food, and we had tools that we were building. We were eating fish, and we were planting and we weren't just farmers, but we were eating different things that we had to, that, that others didn't have at that time. We were far advanced in Europe. And I made a statement that uh, oftentimes that we, we, we don't pay attention because we go by what we see. And what we see is a battle being Africa, never telling about the Moors, people, never talking about the pyramids, which was some of them were almost 3,000 years before Christ was born, before Europeans ever set foot in Africa, pyramids. And if you look at the inside, the pictures of them show you that they were brown and black people. It's so ridiculous today that or I look at the history channel sometimes and I know not to believe what it says. It says that people came from outer space pyramids. Why? Why? Simply because how could these Africans M Hotep was the first person to build a step pyramid, but how could these Africans build a forty seven plus third building with no crane? No lift. How could they cut stone perfectly square? How were they able to do it? And even today, they can't figure it out. But I submit to you today that there are more pyramids around the Sudan and other places than there are in Egypt. All you have to do is Google, find out. But that's not told to you because Africa is a black country of a country that nothing was done and the people are ignorant and the people are, 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 are beneath everyone else. That's so far from the truth. origin and all kind of things originated there. First college, Timbuktu. Africa, why when they first came over did they destroy the records? In Egypt, why were so many of the records destroyed? 
You take away a person's history. And that's what they've done. But getting back to the earlier parts of the Bible, getting back to the time before the floods, I'm going to just give some names to you, and I want you to pay close attention right now. I'm going to allude to uh, after the diluvian period, after the flood. After the flood in Genesis 10, it's going to give you the name of the sons after Noah came out of the ark. He had sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. Now, it's been said that Ham is the father of uh, the Africans uh, and that Shem is the brown man or the black and brown man is Shem. And the Caucasian race would be Jephthah. But now I want you to pay close attention to a specific name because I want you to understand this today. And I want you to Google this and find out about the ethnic groups that are in Jerusalem today. And don't take what I say. I want you to research whatever I say. It says, now the generations of Noah were Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. And unto them were born after the flood. They say, now Jephthah had a son. Now, this is supposed to be the Caucasian race. Had a son named Gomer, Magog, and Medea, and Javon, and Tubala, and Meshach, and Tiras. Now, now listen at this name here, and please underline this. This is in three, the, the Genesis, the tenth chapter, and the third verse. It say Goma. They say the sons of Goma were Ashkenaz. Underline that word Ashkenaz. Because when I told you, remember the ethnic groups that are in the Holy Land now, they're called Ashkenaz Jews, Ashkenaz. Ashkenaz came off of Jephthah. That's Caucasian. They can never be an Israelite or a Hebrew. You have to come from Jephthah. They, they Ashkenaz say, we Ashkenaz Jews, you're not. The Bible warns us that there are people that say that they're Jews and uh, are Jews or Israelites and are not. You have to come from Shem. You have to come from Shem. The next group that's in uh, the Holy Land today is called Khazar. That means they're from north of Turkey. They are not originally Hebrews, and I think it's Serfidim, they're from around Spain. Those, those are the three main ethnic groups that are in the Holy Land today. If you want to trace it back biblical, but you have to do the study. There was no whites that was down that way. It was no more than... Shem and Ham was located in the Holy Land. Matter of fact, Ham possessed the Holy Land. Canaan, the land of Canaan, come from Ham's son Canaan. Let me let me let me finish reading something to you. And it says, uh, now by these were the eyes of the Gentiles divided the land, either one or by tongue. 
Now, 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 I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Now, they call these people Gentiles. They're calling just the one I call Eskenaz Gentile. They say, by there were, were the out of the Gentile divided their land, every one other in his tongue after their family and in their nation. This is called your... Uh, your Caucasian or your white race, they were uh, different, they're different language, and it said, that tells you to write that in the fifth chapter of the 10th verse. And then they say the sons of Ham and the birth of Nimrod. Now listen to that, they say the sons of Ham were Cush. You remember I told you they said that that the uh, the Garden of Eden encompassed the land of Cush or Havilland and watch this. Cush. Metherum, now this is who Ham has, Cush, Metherum, and now see, this is what I'm saying now. And put, and Canaan, the son of Cush was Sheba, the queen of Sheba, Havilah, that, that's Ethiopia, Sabata, Ramah, Sabatitia, and the son of Ramah was Sheba and the Dan. The Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be mighty one on the mighty one on the earth. And I'm gonna tell you something. Where Nimrod built was building the Tower of Babylon. That's where Abraham come from. It was called the land of Nimrod. What color was he? Do your research on your Bible. The Cush begot Nimrod and became a mighty one on the earth. And that's the eighth verse of the 10th chapter. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was from Babel, which is Babylon, Iraq, Achaid, Canaan, in the land of Shinar. That's the place towards where Abraham came from. Out of the land went forth Asia and built Nineveh and the city of Rebot and Cala, rhythm between Nineveh and Cala, the same as the great city. And Metherim begot Ludum. Now, Metherim is Egypt. And now these are, this, this, the children of, these are Ham children. This is Egypt now. The Bible is telling you this. But when you see the pictures of them, everybody's white. Anamim, Anamim, and Lahabim, and Naphtuhim, Pantherishim, and Kassaluim, out of whom came the Philistine and the Capitarim, or Capitarim. The Canaanites begot Sodom. His firstborn help, the Jebusite. Now, where you see the word in the 16th verse, Jebusite, that's where Jerusalem got its name from, Jebus. That's Jerusalem. And Amorites, the Gergesites, the Hivites, the Archivites, the Semites, the Archvadites, the Zeramites, the Zerorites, the Hamathites, and afterwards were the families of and afterward were the families of the Canaanites spread it abroad. 
and the border of the Canaanites was from Sodom to thou most coming to Gersher, unto Gaza, as does go unto Sodom and Gomorrah and Adama and Zim and Zudama, even unto Lasha. There are the, these are the sons of Ham, after their families, after their tongue, in their country and in their nation. It tells you that they, that Ham had kids that was with that that Nimrod and others. They were all in the Middle East where Abraham came from. Now the children have to the children of Israel have to come from. If you're going to say that you're a Hebrew, you have to come from the land of Nimrod. You have to come from that area around where Shem came from. Say, unto Shem also the father of the children were Eber, the brother. And then it talks about his brother was Jephthah. Even to him a child was born. And then they say the children of Shem were Elam. You talking about uh you talking about he was the father of the children of Eber. And the brother of Jephthah he was the el- eldest to him were children born. Now he's the brother, he's the he he's the eldest. Children was Shem, Elam, Asia, Arphax, Lud, and Aram. The children of Aram were Uz, Paul, Jether, Mash, Arphax begot Shelah, and Shelah begot Eber. And unto Eber were born two sons. The name was Peleg, or in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Jotham begot Amadad, and Shilef, and Hazar, Mavoth, and Jerah, and Harad, Hadaram, and Uzzol, and Dekla, and Obal, and Baal and Sheba, the Ophel, the Havila, and Jobed, all these were the sons of Jotham, and their dwelling was from Misha as they go to Sephar, or the mount at the east. These are the sons of Shem and their family, after their tongue and their land. And if you have a map, it usually will show you the way they separated and went, and it will show you in the back that the children of Jephthah went up into Europe. The children of Ham and Shem stayed in the Holy Land and in the top around Egypt. There's so much right in this Bible. If you take the name, you'll find out that now. And I'm going to show you a part right here. The children, the children of Jephthah left out the Bible which is supposed to be the Caucasian race. In the 10th chapter, not to come back until about 500 years before Christ, over a thousand-something years absent out the entire Bible. Or you heard about Alexander the Great, the conqueror before Christ, maybe three, 400 years before Christ. By that time, the Romans were ruling the Holy Land. But but before that time, 
that the marriages that went on. And I, I think I'm going to save that for another time and, and go even further to show you that who married who. I'm going to, going to expose these things to you and show you that the children, by genealogies, that the children of Shem and the children of Ham, grandchildren, they married each other. I'm going to show you, Prince, that Prince, what color was the Hebrew Israelites. I'm going to prove that that which was been shown today, as I showed you the uh, the main population of uh, the people in the Holy Land are called Eskenaz, and if you are Eskenaz, that means you're from around Lithuania, Caucasia, or Russia. And you are not from the Holy Land. You are not, you are Caucasian. You are not from the Holy But that's who are in that today. I'm going to give you uh, facts to look up from other nations telling you that they are not really Israelites. They are not uh, Jews, per se, and tell you who real, the real Judas are because they're not in the Holy Land today. And I'm going to even give you different places where you could pull it up on on, the, on, 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 on on YouTube and other places that their own rabbis admit that they are not really Israelites. Not just the Jew, the covenant was made with Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. And when you're studying, I just, I, in fact, what I wanted to do was to give you a background that mankind himself originated in Africa. Some say sub-Saharan. Some some say some have found the different older artifacts right around uh, southern Ethiopia and Sudan. But but nevertheless, we have played a pivotal role in this world, and we have, and 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 we are people who God have chosen. We wonder why we go through so much because our true we have see if my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't know who we really are. That have been taken from us. Our identity, our true identity, have been taken from us, never to be given to us again. Once a person can take away that from you, they almost have you conquered. They almost have you beat. And that's what have happened to to the African race today, not African, because a majority of the ones in America today are Hebrew Israelites, if you may not know it. And I'm going to prove that also to you by not what some blacks came up with, but I'm going to come and, and let you uh, after I finish talking with you, I'm going to give you where to look and where to find out and let you find it says it themselves. This are Caucasian rabbis, supposed to be Jewish Caucasian rabbis. They come out and admit that blacks, two to one, the ones that came to America, are the true Israelites. And we'll say it and say, well, this this may be a game breaker, but he has to tell the truth. It's been hid from us too long who we are. Things that matter in life so much, 
is that have been taken from us. It have been taken from us, and we don't know who we are. The builder of the pyramids, the founder of many countries, explorers of the world, we was told that blacks didn't travel, black were fishermen. And the blacks, and if you were African or if you were uh, 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 Israelite or whoever you were, if you lived on the coast, you were a fisherman. And I was talking earlier about the about the young man. I call him a young man, but he he died in three fifteen B.C. in southern Africa, who I told you was the closest relative yet known to humanity to the common female ancestry, mitochondrial Eve, who was supposed to be the mother who everybody have her DNA. But this particular black African man that was over 2,300 and something years ago that they found and was able to get his DNA, he was a genetic match to the supposed mother of everybody named Eve. He's the closest, and he's an African to Eve, that they found his remains in St. Helena Bay in South Africa. And if you want to look it up, the archaeologist's name is Andrew Smith, and he studied out of the University of Cape Town. And you could also find out this a sub-Saharan Africa is the cradle of all humanity, and to have this DNA sequence that will follow, and you could find it all over the world, that people are taking DNA, and I know that some people don't like to look at it and find that here it is, you have DNA, and and, and, and that, that goes back to black folk, Africans. DNA originated in Africa. You know, I took a DNA test, and it went, uh, and what they did was, they took my DNA and our National Geographic, not DNA.com, but National Geographic did a DNA thing on me. And they found I had, and I, it was strange that they found out I had DNA from around Ethiopia. I had, I had DNA matches in South Africa. And, and But the majority of it, 80-some was percent was around Nigeria and Yoruba and, and Benai and Cameroon, up in that area. But then 11% was Great Britain. And I know that came about during slavery. But the thing about it was it, they, the further it went back so many hundreds of thousands of years, go all the way back to right around Ethiopia, and that means Lucy. South Africa means it's this man that was over 3,000-something years ago, some kind of way. That lady Eve, I have some kind of match with her. Now, whites would have it. It just won't be as strong as African Americans are African. That, that's what we have to, have to look at today. And I would submit to, to us now, I want everybody to get out and vote, but I want to submit to you today 
Begin to read. Learn about yourself. Let me tell you something. There's so much that have been hidden from blacks, from Africa. Well, Africans know a lot about Africa because they studied their own history. But we are people in America, African Americans, or whoever we want to call ourselves today. We are lost people that studied not the history of someone else, but the lives of someone else because America wasn't discovered by Columbus. We know that there were indigenous people already here. We know even though by different uh the, the different tiki like his, they found that they even had Africans in Mexico and parts of South South America and stuff that Africans had voiced over here. Even from artifacts, bones, they found out that we were here. We was here. Aboriginal people were in South America. We've been here for thousands of years. But then they came and don't tell the truth that we that they came and sell a country, no, tell the truth, you came and took a country. Kill the people, did a genocide savagely, and did a genocide. Tell the truth. Took the land, good-hearted people teaching you how to plant crop, trying to show you how to live. Tell the truth about the history of the country. But then they took away us. We did took our language away from us told us we were savages that showed us how to build a house. We knew how to build it because we was already builders. We just couldn't understand the language or the language barrier and demean us as men by taking our wives and selling our children. It didn't start that. We have a great heritage that started back from the beginning of, of mankind, that you originally from the cradle of civilization, that's why you have your melanin in you. And I've heard some psychologists and others say melanin brings about intelligence. Now, I want us to listen and look into these things. And if you need information and things or to different things concerning dealing with that, also about asking about researching who's in the Holy Land right now. I'm not going to go too much further on tonight because I understand the fact that we're, 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 uh, my time is, is running up. And once I begin to talk about the history of, of, of the world and the history of, of blacks, of, uh, uh, African or blacks, or uh, 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 what I would call uh, 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 the black Israelites, the Israelites, the uh, black Hebrews, the really Hebrew race. I get overfilled with joy and love because I'm beginning to really understand and research who I am and where I came from, my origin. I didn't come from a dumb race of people. I come from a loving, intelligent, smart race of people who are builders, educators. And right now our children are going around killing each other, acting like they're crazy and doing the same thing when it's in the 30s with Al Capone and the other with the drive-by. That's what we're doing right now. We're imitating somebody that beat us and enslaved us, taking all their bad habits. And I'm going to leave you with one thing tonight. When the children of Israel 
left the promised land. And Moses had went up to the mountain and he saw the promised land and he told him he wouldn't get there with him, but God allowed him to see it. Well, when Joshua and them went over, they told them, uh, and I'm going to tell you about what color, I'm going to prove what color was Joshua to you. I'm going to prove what color was Moses. I'm going to prove what color Joseph was to you. But before I, before I, I, that's going to be another night. But when he showed him that, he told him something very, very important. He told him that when they got into the promised land, don't take the people away. Don't marry them. Don't take their ways or their customs. Free from slaves. They got raped. They worked hard. They weren't lazy people. You're lazy now because you don't want to work for free. But we we took on all their bad habits. We got in the drug. We got in the alcohol. We doing drive-by shooting something Al Capone them did back in those days. We took every bad habit that they have, not knowing we have a rich heritage in our heart. We are godly, rich people. Okay, we, we, we really appreciate that, Dr. Kim. That's some good learning and teaching tonight, and we appreciate it. Uh, we have a, uh, I don't know if we have any questions. I'd like to open up the lines and uh, invite anyone that has any questions for Dr. Kim tonight. Uh, the line is open for you. Yes, God bless you. The line is open. Dr. Kemp, we're going to open up the lines, 858-357-9137. Such a powerful show. God bless you, Dr. Kemp. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. Do we have any questions? Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be biblical, uh, just historical uh, things about the origin of mankind. It could be anthropology, genetics. Uh, of um, the uh, African race and also the Hebrew race uh, thing. Uh, there are some things that came came up recently about what Kanye West said, but also what um, Kyrie Irving uh, just read a book, and I've been had the book called From uh, Hebrew to Negro. Uh, and I wonder what's wrong with reading a book. In other words, now it's a world now where people tell you what you can and cannot read. And I would I would ask you if you want to find something out to look up the term anti-Semite and then look up a Semitic person. And you're going to find out the Semitic person has to come from Africa or the person has to come from the Middle East. Now, those are Caucasian. They came from Europe. How can you be? How can you talk about being anti-Semitic? Those are Gentiles. I mean, but if you say something about it, then you're blackballed. You're ostracized. And and it's the same way whites have did us all the time. If you stand up and tell the tip, say what's going on wrong, and what's wrong with with life today, then they no longer have no use of you because I guess you they think that you are a, a smart one, uh, and I find out that's why they seem to don't want you to read because if you read, you'll find out. It's a, it's a, uh article that you could look up. It's called uh, The Majority of the People in the Holy Land Are Called Eskenaz. And if you look up in Genesis, the 10th chapter, you'll find out Eskenaz is the son of Japheth. 
that's the white race. So he could not be a Semitic person to be uh, Hebrew. You had to come from uh, Shem. So it, it's, it's impossible. But then if you look up, say, it, it, it just just go to your um, your computer or whatever you use, your laptop or your tablet or your phone, and ask the mysterious origin of the Eskenized Jews. And they will tell you they have no uh, uh, bloodline or relationship to the Holy Land, but that they've been put there. So it's a lot of things that's going on even to this day that really puzzles me because once you start reading and researching, you'll find out all the lies that has been told, even with the Christian church. What's been told and the support that the races have with the uh, white evangelical church. So it, it, it's a lot that, that that's going on, but all you have to do is read and look into them and quit being blind because someone says something bad. I've seen so many people go against them. I don't agree with hating a, a different race of people, but if the truth is the truth, if you say that this person, if this person is beating people out of their money, it's okay to say it. It's okay to, to say derogatory things about Native Americans, about blacks. But if you say anything about somebody, say you're anti-Semitic, but that's the crime, but you're not even Semitic. You know, you're Caucasian. You're a Gentile. How, how can that be so? You are a convert. You converted to... To, to Judaism, and Judaism is just a belief and things like that. And and so you're not a, uh, from the tribe of Judah, because then if you take that back, and I'm going to say this, if you take that back, I would tell them to go back in the Bible and find out who's Tamar, who's Rahab, who's Ruth, who's Boaz. Then I'd even take him back with King David, and I, I, I with, with King David, and let him know that's that's King David's grandparents. Uh, there's so many things, but I'm gonna see if there's any questions that need to be asked. If if so, I'm here to answer your question. <laughs> your question for you. The line is open. Well, Dr. Kemp, uh, this is this is Joe. Uh, if, if someone doesn't have a question, I have a, a comment to make uh, relative yes, to uh, much of what you uh, have already Good evening, uh, Brother Joe. Let me tell you this. I've been in with the flu. That's why you haven't seen me. Okay, I'm glad. That's I'm why glad you haven't seen me in some days. Yeah, I was going to call and yes, let sir. you know that I was going to be missing for about a week because I'm, I'm in with the flu, but I was I didn't want to miss this program tonight. Okay, go ahead, uh, brother I, Joe. Why don't you share with us? And I'm I'm glad you did, brother. Uh, and it's good to hear your voice. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, one one of the one of the things, just a quick comment. <clears throat> uh, how we continue to be fooled by things. There is a movie out that's called The Woman King. And though it stars a number of uh, uh, notable uh, black actors and actresses, uh, the problem 
I have with the movie, and, and I'm glad that uh, Professor Manu Apim, who has a PhD in in, uh, in African studies, uh, wrote a piece that I was going to share with you when I saw you, is that they continue to use movies to uh, create images for us that are untrue. The idea of the woman king, when you when you look at the real history, is that those women and what they were doing in West Africa is that they were profiteering for local as well as transatlantic. They were making money, and and they were not heroes or heroines. But you know we continue to have this outlandish problem that we should not have. And you continue to, to make the point that we need to read more. And and because we don't read, we we continue to be dummies for people who mean us harm and don't mean us any good. And uh, though Viola Davis and, and the rest of them, I'm glad they made some money, what they don't understand is that we got the same problem with this movie that we had with Color Purple. It's all about some damn lies. Here you have, uh, and, and the movie was produced by two white women uh, who are engaged to each other, so I guess there's a term for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But here, but here you go again where you have, uh, you have uh, whites, and in this case, two white women who are engaged to each other, who produced, directed, and who sold this garbage out there. So, you know, you know we were going to have another doggone problem, you know, and it's time for people who are already millionaires, like Viola Davis and, and like some of these other black actors, including Denzel, you know, to stop being monkeys for white people. You know, either either do movies that uh, uplift your people or, or get the hell out the way, because this is awful. But, you know, I wanted to share that with you. You know, it, it's irritating beyond belief for me that to still have these Uncle Tom Negro men and women who are supposedly, you know, actors, you know, it's time that we stop this foolishness. But how we get our how we get our people to read is beyond me. It 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 just it just irritates the heck out of me. And here we have again, you know, the woman king. You know, everybody gonna go to the movie. You know, everybody gonna be at the workout center. Everybody gonna be at work. Everybody gonna be in in a nightclub somewhere talking about something that's a damn lie that was put together. By, by two white women who were married to each other. I'm sorry, brother, if, if, I'm, if I'm too strong, but I wanted to make that point. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's a very strong point. If you don't know the history of it, and they, when you find find it like that, they portray it the way they would like it portrayed. Those ladies were... If you read the story, they were in that part. They were into slave trade. They were the ones that were major in slave trade around the Europe. They were uh, in the, the only thing broke them up from the slave trade with that group 
was that <laughs> the after White started coming there, White started bringing guns and start the one that was selling slaves. They turned to you know you know what goes around comes around. They start enslaving. If you read the real history, they start enslaving them too. They even That's had right. one of the uh, the kings, uh, one of the royalty kids, took him to. Uh, to Brazil, and he 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 led a rebellion, took over, and they went in the mountains and lived and built a whole whole uh like uh little country for themselves in in, in Brazil. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 something that we don't read, and the thing about the importance about reading because you need to formulate your opinion because if you allow if you allow uh. America, white America, and I'm going to say it this way, the majority of those who who are so-called educators to propagate all these lies to you and to poison our children's mind that they are nothing. Uh, if, if you think that I'm kidding about that, it's, it's a bunch of bull. Certain books, they don't want you to teach, and it's true history. They don't want you to teach certain books that are allow in libraries, Certain things they refuse to allow you to do, and why is that so? That is because they don't want you to know certain things. They want you to continue just to believe what they say, and and those movie people. You see, if you wanted to portray that the way it really was, then you wouldn't get the blacks wouldn't get the money to be able to make it. Now, are you saying something about uh, brother Joe? You said something about that they shouldn't play certain movies. Well, Muhammad Ali, they wanted him to get in certain movies. He told them the only movie he'll make if they portray him as Hannibal. And if anyone know who Hannibal was, he conquered just about the dead known world area, and he got to the house with the elephant, and they lost the, the people. It was so cold and things, and they, that's where they lost out. But they took control. And uh, I either tell the true story about the Moors people, the Moors, and let them know who who they were and how intelligent they were. And they were some of the first kings and things over in Spain and different areas over there. Uh, It's things that's not told. They make everybody Caucasian, and that's not so. You think that only a Caucasian male invented everything, discovered everything, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. That's the biggest lie. If you want to be get 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 get, get religious, Christ ever died for is that they did those things. Those are lies, but they refused to allow the truth to be told. And the only way you could read it and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a nugget to you guys. Don't you know that when whites go out and find out they find it they write it down, and they, they, then all you have to do is read some of their writing, and they would tell you that they didn't do anything. They'll tell you who did it, but you have to do research to find it out. They know, but they're not going to put it where their children have to learn it, but they know, and they know where to go to get information from. They know where to look at, look for things and everything else. But blacks didn't know it because blacks were the one that did it. Amen. And Brother Joe, uh, I just want to say, Brother Joe have been so um, dynamic, and he has been so such a source of uh, information for myself and uh, books and different things to read and other information. And I just want to thank God for 
putting him in my life because I love to read and I and um, look into say research because I, you know, the not the Bible, but it it says uh, inquiring minds want to know. See, I, I want to know, but then I get analytical and I try to figure these things out, analyze them. So I'm analytical. I'm an inquisitive, then I'm analytical. I inquire, I want to know it, but then when I get the information, I have to be analytical. I have to analyze it, and then I speak upon it. So I have to know, and, and those things make make it good push-up. Uh, we have anyone else, uh, Brother Joe or uh, Rum William, y'all, anyone have anything they'd like to say? Add to it. Uh, God bless you, Brother Joe. Thank you for being here tonight. just want to say, um, you brought up that movie, uh, the, the Woman King, whatever the name of it. We talked about that a few weeks ago here on the podcast uh, because, you know, and, and people get upset when we bring the truth to them. A lot of people can't handle the truth. And uh, I, I, I thank you uh, for coming on, Brother Joe, and, and being who you are. Uh, Dr. Kippen already talked about you to me and uh, excited every time you come on so we can have these conversations because chains need to be broken and truth need to be told. So thank you for bringing the truth to the table. And thank you, Dr. Kemp, for history talk. That's what I got. Do we have anyone else other than uh, Brother Joe or Brother Joe? You want to say something else, or anyone out there other than uh, want to say uh, have something to say? Well, I'm back again. I mean, if if everybody all right then, Brother Joe, (laughs) they can be quiet. Now, uh, I have I have a a new book for you. Uh, I got one for me, and I got one for you too. Uh, And it's uh, uh, and 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 I and, and our host. Um, brother, I'm gonna have to get a, a third copy and have Doctor Kemp to send it to me. But it's the, uh, the name of the name of the book, Doctor Kemp, is the movement made us, and it's about a father, a son, and the legacy of a freedom ride. And it's uh, Dave Dennis Jr.'s book uh, about his daddy, uh, Dave Dennis Senior, and. Uh, Dave Dennis Senior uh, was someone that I, as a youngster, uh, worked with. Uh, well, a youngster, I was I was uh, <clears throat> doing my summertime uh, in law school. We were all working. You were, Doctor Kemp. The host was. All of us were involved, and <clears throat> in in trying to uh, seek freedom for ourselves, our children, and to. Uh, to, to to try and cure the uh, the awful things that have been done to our parents, our grandparents, going back 600 years. And the title of the book, and 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 brother, uh, the host, I'm gonna give Dr. Kemp a hardcover copy for you, because he needs to mail it to you. I I have a third copy. Uh, I, I have a habit of doing that. I find something good to read about us and I just want to share it with folks and it's about uh, you know the uh, civil rights struggle and what and what uh, Dave Dennis Sr. went through and, and, and the brother had just an awesome awesome brother who it was my pleasure as a youngster uh, during the summertime uh, you know w- working in the civil rights movement uh, while I was out of law school um, the brother was just an awesome brother, one of thousands.
thousand. But you know, he he was part of SNCC. He was part of all of that. But when Cheney Goodman, and forgive me, you guys, uh, there was there was a, a a a young white kid, a young black kid, and a young uh, Jewish kid who were killed in Mississippi. And uh, when uh, when Dave Dennis gave the eulogy for Brother Cheney, he had a nervous breakdown right there on on you know, at the funeral. And, you know, he had to work years and years and years to get himself back together. And this is a, a very wonderful book about uh, that, that, you know, the freedom rides and all that. And it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, you know, it, it's noteworthy in the sense that, um, you know, and, 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 and the cover uh, you know, it's two hands, you know, with a clump of dirt in it and something beautiful is growing out of it. And uh it it's just uh, and I and I really wish other people would, would 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 talk and respond or ask questions 'cause it's it's more than enough just for Doctor Kemp and I to bring this stuff up. We need help too. And and um I don't have a copy for the brother in Al- in, uh, uh, that normally calls in, but I do want the host to know that when I give Dr. Kemp uh, his cover or uh, his book, I'm going to give your copy to him. Thank you, brother. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, God bless you, brother Joe. Uh, I just want, I would like to say, uh, I remember, I remember uh, they call it the Freedom Riders and how they came down to Mississippi and as they murdered those freedom riders, they were traveling cars, and you know, like what you riding in the car with that N word, and um, how they were killed, and they buried them. I think they were buried in a levee or something where they found the remains that they had killed those kids. It was three of them. I never will forget that. But that's why it hurts me so bad to see our kids killing one another. The struggle that I remember as a kid that blacks went through for the, the the little freedom that we do have, and this is the way we react. You're you're a gangster, you're a gangster rap, you're a G, you know, and you fight and try to get voting right. They don't vote. There's so many things that's going on now with our people, and things, and and and, and the other races are happy. Because then they could do whatever they want to do because you you're not taking taking the, the those things that were given to you by the, those who fought. You know, in other essence, Martin Luther King, Malcolm died for no reason at all. Make Edwards and many others. Uh, I uh, I'm just I'm just so sorry that it looked like the reach out people and to have them some. Have them to be interested and in not what I'm talking about, but have a self-interest in yourself and your fellow mankind, and that you want everybody to be treated the same. It's not that we racist, but we just want to be treated the same. And that's all you're looking for. And this is the thing that that I, that that we stand for: just being treated equal. I say I don't need a handout. Just give me, let me get a hand. Give me equal playing field. If you give me an equal playing field, I could outshine you. 
And it's not about me outshining you, but it's, it's me being able to have the same rights, benefits, and uh, uh, goals, be able to fulfill my goals and objectives like anyone else, you know, without saying I'm, 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 I'm a Jew, you can't say. The suffering that African Americans have did with dwarf that of any so-called called semantic person. And as a matter of fact, the semantic people, real semantic people are black people of color they're not caucasian so don't 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 you know and when i hear people take the side and they won't take and just listen and do the research themselves about what the people say yes those people that call themselves you did help finance the slave trade the one slave ship was named Jesus. Yes, it's true. Just admit it. Your banks financed it and payrolled it and everything. You know, uh, so just, just quit, quit saying that and then tell the truth. You are not the same people that lived in the Holy Land. That's a lie. You just got free land. You try to hide from others because you write the books, the truth, from other people. And people are not dumb. Period. People know today. Amen. We have any other questions? Uh, before we go, uh, Dr. Kemp, I want to make a statement. Um, here's something. Um, there are a lot of things that are going on with our people that's been going on for a long time. And when you look around today, uh, you talk about it so much. And, and, and I want to throw this out there. I know a lot of people are going to be mad when they listen to this show later. It doesn't matter. Uh, because we, we, we got to come strong like this. That's what breaking chains is all about. It takes force, it takes power, and it takes something to break a chain. Listen, I look at it like a big old uh, uh, one of those cruise ships that come up and they got the time down to the dock and they got to drop that big old anchor and that chain in there. In order for that thing to get broken or loose, you can't break it. You got to pull it back up when the captain hit the button. So in order to break chains from Satan and from ignorance, we got to go at it hard. So I look at it like, let me give you an example. This weekend, uh, down in Mobile, Alabama, they had uh, Alabama A&M and Jackson State University with uh, Deion Sanders' team, right? Uh, they had over 32,000 people in this stadium in Mobile. They had partying all week, okay? So, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is is because you can go out and want to party, drink, smoke, and do everything, twerk your butt, be half naked, and do all these things, and be all whatever, whatever, and get mad when somebody bring this to you. But the very same day, the failing schools in Mobile, Alabama, and, and at the top of the list are all the black schools, most of them. So, so you mean to tell me you would rather go over here to party than to go over here to take care of your children's education? You, you would listen, listen. I'm, I'm just confused. You would rather go over here and, and watch the news while they're taking over the House, the Senate, and and all the Republicans doing what they want to do putting you backwards 10, 15, 20 years or whatever, and you do nothing but want to party. And you want to fight for this to keep a party center open, but you won't fight for your children's education. You want to fight for, uh, uh, we want to stay open and do this. You won't do this. You won't do this with the clothes and all of this, but you won't fight for your voting rights. So uh, this show right here is going to turn up a little bit in the new year. God say the same. Let me, let me say this. As being over this, this ministry, People are going to come at us. When I ask people for the first year, Brother Joe, from January the 1st to January the 7th, 2023, all black people, we ain't going to spend no money for a week. And we're going to show our power and authority. 
ain't nobody responded yet. We want to party because it's the first of the year. So I, I just had to throw that because that was in my spirit. Uh, my people perish for the lack of knowledge because they reject the knowledge. It's right there in front of us, but we want to be all on Facebook and social media twerking and, and doing all the crazy stuff and degrading each other, but we won't come and talk about our history and, and how to educate each other and how to build. All these so-called black folks got all this money, but our black communities failed. That's all I got. I, I've been going on. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Want to say something, brother Joe? No, I was thank I was thanking the brother. I mean, I'm with you. I'm gonna do everything I can not to spend a single doggone dollar. But the information I'm that you just shared, I'm with you. I'm gonna I break that up in church. Yes, sir. And we. And what I'm saying is, thank you than anybody else. Thank you for that information about those two black schools partying but they don't have time for nothing else and you know they they got failing grades and everything else but all they want to do is play football and have a party thank you for sharing that brother because that had that had not come out here and in, in, in where Kemp and I are we hadn't heard about that oh uh, yeah yes sir that's that's down there in Mobile uh, this was this past week they had a it's called the Gulf Coast Challenge and uh, it's you know it's about bringing uh, what did they call the HBCUs uh, black football uh, you know, to Mobile, Alabama, which is which is good, which is a great idea. But you know, let's let I, I just feel that there's there's something that that a lot of people that have that money, and when you talk about that money, they always want to say that you're jealous of them. You man, I ain't je- I could care less, man. You do what you do, but you know what I'm saying. All of this is going to come back on you when somebody's trying to bring information to you and to forewarn you. And to remind you that you need to pay attention to what God's word say. Everything that's going on is coming to pass. And if all black people pool together, man, we, listen, I look at it like this. We built this country. We run the world. We own everything. If we pull all our money back, corporate America, white corporate America will fall. And if I'm trying to cause a man to go into poverty, no, I'm not. I'm a man of God. But I will tell you evil, evil? needs to be called out in everything and everybody. And what they're doing to our people and us allowing it is my problem. You allowing it. You ain't saying nothing. And me, a black man, say something, ain't nobody attacking me but the black folks. I got a problem with that. Somebody sent a message out today, and I'm going to shut up, Dr. Kim. Somebody sent a message out today and say, um, how you going to support and call yourself a pastor, and you just a social media pastor, and you don't even see the people. They can't even come to fellowship with you. And you know what my response is to you on that? This is what my response was, is that you support all these mega preachers all over the world. You made them rich, and they don't even know your name, never seen you, and you never stepped in their presence. And all they were doing was profit lying to you and profiting their own game. And here go people out here working for the Lord for real. You better check yourself, because your time is coming. Thank you, Dr. Kim. Thank you, Brother Joe. Well, God bless you. Uh, I wouldn't pay attention to them, because those very same people that they support not doing anything for their people. Amen. Most of them not telling you that King James was a racist, but they'll tell you, buy King James Bible. They're not going to tell you that, that Pope Nicholas VI was the one who started the referendum for slavery. 
They're not going to tell you the truth about that kind of stuff. They're not going to tell you the very same religion, which is your religion, that's been reversed to you to tell you to follow it and live by it. They don't live by it. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. That's the most violent race of people in the world. They don't live by anything that's been said about being a Christian. They, They tell you that so you can turn the other cheek and do all these other things. But no, it, it's not true. Yeah, it, it's time that we wake up. Even us t- t- being Christian, we need to wake up and find out the very same people that 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 putting different things about about being a Christian and out here. They don't live by. It, they use it to get over on us. Tell you to do this. But if you ever go to a major seminary, they got classes they call the Conquest of Canaan. And that the, that, the, that the children of Israel had to fight for everything they got. But they're not going to tell you that. You got to fight for to get the land. <laughs> but the children of Israel had to fight for everything they got. All you have to do is read read the Old Testament from the book of Joshua on two. They had to conquer the land. So it, it, it's something that... Uh, we 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 we've been told how to live, told what to read, what not to read. That's why they're putting all these books in libraries and tell us what books they don't want to come in there. Any book that tell you the truth and open your eyes, that shouldn't be taught. That divisive. But all the low down stuff they've done, that's been divisive. None of that have been pulled off. They can make any movie they want to, but the moment you say something. Like you standing up to a maid with one of theirs, something is wrong, you know. So I, I don't really go for it. And 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 <clears throat> Dr. Kemp and the host, brother, don't let them don't let them mess with you. You stay strong. Oh no. Uh, oh not at another, all. Another, another. Not at all, brother. I hear appreciate you. that. I hear you. I hear you. Now look. <laughs> yeah. Let me share some mess with you. I mean, it's it's look. Uh, Kemp may have read about it though. With the flu, he might have not had the the, uh, the strength to do it. But I want to share this with you. In Louisiana, fifty-eight different United Methodist churches have left the National Church because Louisiana now has a black. United Methodist Bishop, 58 in Louisiana alone, 58 different. And Dr. Kemp, it's they have it. They have it listed. In, it'll be in the newspaper. Some of them were in the newspaper yesterday, and I think they'll have a full list of churches uh, in the newspaper tomorrow. But 58 different churches in the state of Louisiana have left the National United Methodist Church, and the only thing that really makes any sense as to why they're doing it, because they're telling a whole bunch of lies, none of which makes any sense, is that a, a black female married bishop has been appointed bishop over Louisiana. 
Now my mind. <laughs> well, generally a female cook don't supposed to be the head. Right, okay. and, and 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 she and she's not funny, you know. They make up all kind of lies as to <coughs> excuse me <coughs> why they're leaving. This sister is married and she was appointed bishop by the National Organization for Louisiana. And in the two weeks that she has been appointed, 58 different congregations throughout this state, from Shreveport, Monroe, to Alexandria, Lake Charles, Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and New Orleans have all left the national organization. Does that hear me? Sorry, I'm sorry. Would you say that, Kim? Is it hear me? Uh, it's it's the United Methodist Episcopalian. Yeah, yeah. It's the United Methodist Church of North America, the one that got well, the okay. white flag with the with the with the red cross, and they have to give that up. Cannot they cannot fly the flag? They can't do none of that. They got to ship that back. To the national group, but that go that that's back on point as to you know wh- you know what they want us to believe, but but mm-hmm. but you know they they want they want to say oh we fair oh we love one another no you don't no you don't but you know for us as as a people <laughs> regardless of your denomination or whatever. We need to be kind to each other. You know, we need we need to stop the foolishness and we need to be kind and gentle and caring to each other. That's more scarier to them, you know, uh, I think than than a whole lot of stuff they say they're scared about. But I just wanted to share that with you, uh, Dr. Kemp and to the host also, is that <laughs> In Louisiana, in Louisiana, and I'm expecting the same thing to happen in Mississippi because Mississippi, I don't know what the national is doing, but they got something good going on because the, uh, a black bishop has is is being installed in the state of Mississippi also for the United Methodist Church. I mean, they got some things going on, and we just got to keep our eyes open and keep working hard. And treat each well, other. You know what? Fine. Go ahead. For years, whites have been in control. Start taking control, they don't want to be a part of it. Years ago, the Southern Baptists didn't even allow blacks to come in. Then when blacks started coming in, the guy was from Franklin Avenue Baptist Church in New Orleans. He ended up being the president. Some pulled out, some stayed in. But just to show you, they didn't want. Now that's the largest uh, Baptist group of Southern Baptists. So uh, some of them stayed in, but a lot of them pulled out simply because you have a the head, the head of the whole state, the, the United States National Baptist with the the, the Southern Baptist. 
I mean, National Southern Baptist National Convention, and uh, they pull out. A lot of them pull out because of, of just for a black love one another. So you got a black leader, so they don't want a black to be be their leader. So yeah, you know, you say you Christian. That's why I say I don't believe in so many people Christian. So if you hear me say it. I, I said over and over on the, on the broadcast that I didn't think America was a Christian nation. That's what I meant. You got to practice what you preach. Yeah, you do. You do. And 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 Brother Warnock in 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 Georgia, he better go campaign in them Republican districts and take his lumps. Because just just campaigning in friendly areas is not gonna get him get him elected. That dummy gonna get elected. <laughs> so Senator Warren better go campaign. He better go campaign, you know, in, in Republican districts. He better go campaign in independent districts. He better not just campaign where he's safe at. He better go campaign like like it like he, he merely means something. He had, you know, he had some kind of uh, uh, rally at at Morehouse College yesterday. He don't need to be at Morehouse College. He needs to be in those Republican districts, going door to door, and he needs to bring Stacey Abrams with it. I mean, if you really want to say and show that you on your job and you mean it, then go do it. You know, otherwise we're going to have this dummy. You know, all he can do is smile. Like, you know, I mean, it's 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 a cumbersome task, but that's what hard work is about. You know, so go do the hard I've work. Never seen, I've never seen a person that ignorant talking about where Trump, well, I'm, I lied. Donald Trump is an ignorant man. <laughs> but this guy, Herschel Walker, how in the world person could go and vote for him, but they just know he's going to listen to what other people tell him, so it's okay to vote for him. That That's a shame. It's a shame for him to even get on television and talk about running for office. Yeah, the do boy. If he had any sense, it's been knocked out of him from playing football. And he got a toy badge and go around talking about he a police officer, all kind of dumb stuff. And that's who you vote for him? Why not better be hustling hard? That's and right. I think that the Demo- those Democrats that still have won and have a little money in their watches, they need to ship him some money to fight right. that battle because he got, he got a battle coming. But, you know, Dr. Kim, they don't, they don't want They don't want the Democrats. To have fifty-one in the Senate, so that'll make up for Joe Manchin and then the other one, that lady. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's why they want that. But they you know, always to be broke by the vice president. But 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 Warnock better go. He better go. He better go canvas in those areas that they don't yeah. like him in. To show that I am the senator for everybody, but I'm here to let you know that you know the discrimination that went on, that 
kept our great great grandparents in chains that our, our grandparents had to fight for the right to vote we still have the right to got to fight to for the, to get the right to vote go campaign in those hard areas or they going to send that dummy up there is there anyone else That's the way, Is there anyone else? Uh, no, sir. There, there are people on the line listening, but no one is talking. Okay. Well, we're going to gird on in tonight. I want to thank Brother Joe for coming in and sharing words of wisdom with us tonight. Yes, I want to thank, also thank Pastor William for sharing with us tonight and and hosting us tonight, uh, and those who are listening, I ask the blessing of God be with you. And I pray with something said something again that gave you more knowledge of your history, of your God, and what's going on in current events today, and why we need to stick together as a people, just to make sure we do get the right things that's reported to us by the Constitution. We have yet to get the thing reported to, to the Constitution. If you don't believe me, uh, Kanye West don't have a right to say what he want to say. Uh, uh, what come Kyrie Irving don't have a right to even watch a, uh, a video and then turn around and post that he watched it on on um, on, on Facebook or other places. You're supposed to have a freedom of speech or protest, but it looks like every time blacks do it, they're charged to be an anti-Semite or divisive, but they have all the negative movies about blacks and different negative things that they do to blacks, but no one ever thinks anything of it. Just like people don't know they got famine, people in Ethiopia and other places in Africa are starving, but you can send all that money to Ukraine, but secretly you're not doing anything for people who really need it more. And so I just want to say thank you again, and God bless each and every one. I'm going to pray for us, and I pray that God will touch your heart, that you will start reading more, more of yourself, being proud of who you are, because God don't make junk. God made you great. God made you beautiful. And God made you who you are. And just be thankful for who you are. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for our coming in and going out. We thank you for the things that have been told to us by Brother Joe, by myself, and by Pastor William. Lord, we thank you for those things. And, Lord, we ask that more people will share. We know you're on the line, but come out and share with us. Share your knowledge with us. I firm believer, Lord God, that. Iron sharpens iron. Now, Lord, I just thank you and I praise you, and I can't do nothing without you. Oh, Father, thank you. Lord, and as we leave this this station, let us always be with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Good night. Oh, my people, I love you. We're family.
We're dying, we're dying, they are lying, hey. We're being shot and hearted, why you hate me? I'm just trying to be, yeah. Great as I can be, great as I can be. Grow with one another, living happily. But you hurt me, yeah. Why not work for peace? Lying from Zion. Word to say, have a beautiful place for kids to run. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through it all. No matter what the call, we're family. Yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through the pain and rain and all the trouble by I love you, my people. I love you, my people. I love my people. I feel your pain, people. I feel your pain, people. And thanks for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio. Or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.